Hello. Hi. I'm Emma. I'm Shannon. And welcome to This Podcast Doesn't Exist. Boop, boop, ba, doop, boop, boop. Ding! How does the rest of that go? Isn't it, That's like a real song, right? Yeah, it's like a ragtime. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Making that the Entertainer. Isn't that yeah. what it's called? Oh, and my, my brain then went, I am the entertainer. Not oh, just where I stared. Oh, well, welcome. You Hi. are an entertainer, but who are we? What are we doing? We are two best friends who like to talk about anything that doesn't have an answer, and we aren't going to get one. Or sometimes we do, but we only get half an answer. Like the boy in the box. Did you read about that? I did. Yeah. So we have his name, but we don't know what happened to him, like at all. Yeah. So, which is super sad. I might end up doing that as an episode soon. But my hope is that because of DNA testing, because they did like the lady, the lady on the beach, they found our uh, lady in the lady, lady of the dunes. That's what she was called. Mm. They found her uh, DNA and matched it. And they now have a name for her, but they also don't know what happened to her. Mm. So it's all that kind of like the summer Tim man. We know their names now, which is great and makes me so happy that we have some answers in terms of like honoring them and their their lives and who they genuinely were rather than making guesses of like who on earth could this possibly be Mm -hmm. Uh, so i love the fact that we're able to do that now but it's just really sad not knowing the full picture of the last moments of their life and being able to hold those people who made the end of their life happen a bit too quickly accountable so that's the hope but hey let's lighten up the mood a little bit okay (laughs) okay so we are going to talk about um something maybe ooky if you listen to last week's episode you know what we mean call back to a previous episode Uh are you playing the bingo card you better be you can find it at our website at this podcast doesn't exist dot com dot com and you can find lots of other things there, too. You can find the button to send us an email. You can find all of our episodes. You can find our transcripts. I promise I am working on them if you are a reader. You're more than welcome to go there and read through our episodes. We're still funny in print. So you're welcome. <laughs> Good luck trying to make sense of any of it. speaker one, speaker two. Any of it. <laughs> and all of our socials are there as well. Oh, yeah. And we mostly live on Instagram. That's where all the pictures for all of our episodes go up every Friday. So if there's anything that we reference in an episode, well, we'll usually... They also go to Facebook. Oh, that's true. No, we are on Facebook. Shannon's, Shannon is hard at work on the Facebook, so... I just, post, her head. I just post it from Instagram yeah, to Facebook automatically. I mean, I want to know how many of you are actually genuinely using Facebook anymore. I mean, speaking as a marketing professional... Oh, mm. Facebook is not as popular with the younger folks. No, it is not. I guess that makes me a younger folk. Yeah, you're a young person. Yay! And I am a 50-year-old because I go on Facebook every day. See, but you are also using it as a repository for a lot of your, like, photos and stuff. I haven't uploaded photos from my phone to Facebook since, like, 2018. No, I don't mean to upload now. I mean, like, you have – that's where you save a lot of your – like photos from like previous photos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and you I have albums. I'm and in stuff. a lot of groups. That's true. Which bring me yeah, uh, information, joy, sometimes free stuff. Mm. Your local buy nothing group. Love that. Love that. Always good. Uh, EB is in a group called "This Cat Is a Little Bit Alexis" from Schitt's Creek. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> So it'll be like a cat uh, being like a little bit sassy, and it'll be like this cat is a little bit Alexis. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> it makes me giggle. Um, is there any other housekeeping items? Anything you'd like to say to the people? Um, send us emails, uh, suggestions, or advice. Advice. <laughs> I don't know. My brain was buffering for a second. Uh, okay. Yeah, like topic suggestions uh general feedback if you could write us a review that would be really nice yeah you guys rate review subscribe it's the new year maybe make an episode to a friend oh yeah drop them in your car on a drive and make them listen to us um force us to haunt people while while we're alive. alive yeah no just the little things yeah, that's all we wanted for Christmas. Oh, also memes. If you have memes, oh, yeah. please send them. If you have anything for Meme Monday, you can get featured. Just send us 
what your meme is. It can be related to an episode or it can be just generally funny, spooky, ooky. nonsense. Yeah. We're good with either. So if you have anything, go ahead, send it on. Captain Obvious and General Nonsense. <laughs> oh my god, I'm General Nonsense. That's my name. You got little, like, what are they called? Epaulets or yeah, it was like epitaphs is not the no, word. Epaulets, <laughs> epaulets, little sparkly things on your uniform. But they're and all fringe. like fidget spinners. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a metal, it's just like a clown nose that you can be like. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! I think I can do a clown nose noise or a horn. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. It's gonna sound so bad. <laughs> Don't look at me. working on it oh it's like just like in front of the mirror alone no, like no. what do you there mean there was some tv show we were watching and one of the people on it made like a clown noise and i was like i can do that so we paused it and we're like back and forth clown noising to each other but it was like oh that's not it wait 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 wait, wait. let me try again oh wait no 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 wait wait, wait. that wasn't that was too low like <laughs> us going back and forth this is what married life is like you guys I said it before i'll say it again you all are my favorite old married couple uh you are neither of you is over the age of 35 but uh, nope. could you be 65 maybe <laughs> yeah probably at heart we're both like 65 we also had a i popped up one like evening after dinner we were just laying there sitting on our phones and i turned my phone off and i looked at him and i went what's the capital of California? And he goes, uh, Sacramento? And I was like, correct. What's the capital of Nevada? <laughs> Carson <We just> City. <laughs> we just kept quizzing each other back and forth. Oh, that game would be over very quickly for me. I'd be like, uh... Well, see, he pulled he pulled up a list of states, and he was uh, like, I don't know any of these. You, you know most of these, so let's quiz you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> And actually, I didn't know a lot of them. So, like, in church on Christmas Eve, someone mentioned Missouri. And I was like, what's Missouri? Fuck, what's Missouri? And he goes, Jefferson City. I was like, yes! (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite joke out of that was, I couldn't remember Iowa, Iowa's Uh capital. And he goes, it's not yours. And I was like, what do you mean? They're not yours. He's like, okay. And he goes, Des Moines. (laughs) Get out. Get out. You're done. You're done. I am Simon Cowell at America's Got Talent. (laughs) All right, friends. Zooming out from the inner workings of my marriage. Let's get into it. Today, like I said, if you're if you've listened to last week's episode, we talked about the definition of ooky for us. Mm-hmm. I do not think this is going to spook you. Okay. This is just ooky instead of spooky. Okay. But it does involve ghosts. Okay. And I think it'll be okay. But it's also about a ship. <laughs> I did know this. Yes. I forgot, but now I re-remember. Now I remember. So today we are talking about the RMS Queen Mary. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. This behemoth ship has a glamorous history and is now a floating hotel off the coast of California. But there's something about Mary and the ghosts that haunt her decks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was very proud of that. All right, so longer than the Titanic and twice as heavy. (laughs) I know, she big. (laughs) She thick! She thick! Queen Mary was built to be one of the fastest luxury transatlantic cruise liners the ocean had seen. Because that always ends well. (laughs) I mean, she didn't do too bad. Her construction started December 1st, 1930 in Clydebank, Scotland, as part of a planned two-ship weekly service by the Cunard Line. This service would be in tandem with her sister ship, Queen Elizabeth, and go between Southampton, UK, Cherbourg, France, and New York City. The hope was to outsail the new express superliners built by the Germans, Italians, and French at the time. And now I'm wondering, you know that... That yeah, is that Queen Mary? Where is I it? Don't know. I don't. It is. Here. That's Queen Mary. 
That's the Queen Mary. Wow. Wow. You guys. I have a poster in my house that's framed that my mother gave me that is of the Queen Mary that I completely forgot I owned. I'm just really happy and excited right now. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. Shannon's like, okay. Yay. <laughs> we haven't decorated the pod nook yet. It's a work we in progress. We haven't. It is a work in progress. It's on the docket, though, for 2023. On the dock. Dock. It. It's, it's on our bingo card for the year. Well... With the hope to outsail these new liners, she initially did. On her maiden voyage on May 27th, 1936, after a few building stalls because of the Depression and some mergers, Queen Mary sailed her route and won the Blue Ryband in August. The Blue Ryband is an unofficial award granted to the fastest Atlantic crossing ship in its regular service at the highest average speed. It was stolen a year later by the SS Normandy, but recaptured it in 1938, and she held it for almost 20 years. Wow. So this gal can move. Her name, interestingly, has a slight mystery to it. During the Depression, the Cunard Line filed for a loan to finish the ship known at that point as Hull Number 534 and her sister. It was granted, but on the condition that the Cunard and White Star Lines merge as they were both struggling to keep up production during this period. The White Star Line had just had to cancel construction of Oceanic, and so they merged and finished Queen Mary and Queen Elizabeth. However, up to this point, the Cunard Line had a tradition of naming its ships ending in IA, and White Star had the same tradition but ending in IC. So it's su- sailing superstition and all. Like, mm-hmm. you, you name them all so they're all part we of the love same a family. Yeah. But where did Mary come from? Well, the story goes that Cunard wanted to name their new ocean liner Victoria to keep with the, fam- with the company tradition. But the company representatives made a mistake when they asked King George V's permission to name the ship after his grandmother. What they really asked was, quote, We would like your permission to name the ocean liner after Britain's greatest queen, end quote. The king obliged, saying that his wife, Queen Consort Mary of Tech, would be absolutely delighted to have a ship named in her honor. <laughs> Good husband move. And so they had no other choice than to name their ship Queen Mary. But I love this because I know, you know that that man was like, I know what they want. They want me to say that grandma was the best one. But I'm about to be husband of the year. Yep. (laughs) Guess what I got you for Christmas? You're never going to guess. You're never going to guess. I got you a ship. (laughs) Thank you, darling. (laughs) It's just what I wanted. Yay. (laughs) An avocado. An avocado. Thank a ship. Thanks. (laughs) The mystery comes, however, in if this story is true. Ah, it better be. It better be. The Cunard line denies it to this day, of course. But Frank Brainard, a maritime historian and American author, published the story in his 1947 book, Lives of the Liners. Support for the story came in 1979 in editor and Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Felix Morley's autobiography for the record, who had sa- he had sailed on Queen Mary's maiden voyage in 1936. He recounted that he was placed at a table for a dinner party on the voyage with Sir Percy Bates, who was chairman of the Cunard line at the time. He told the story on the grounds that Morley wouldn't print it in his lifetime. The name change is still denied by Cunard, but it is possible that it was a compromise between the newly merged companies and their previous traditions. But again, the story is supported by the fact that the Clyde Turbine steamer Queen Mary already had the name, and Cunard made an agreement with the owners of the older ship to name it Queen Mary too. So we can come to our own conclusions, but I'm pretty sure that King George V was like, mm, wifey, guess what I got you? He was like, oh, I'm going to be a little cheeky. Yeah. In it. Sorry. With a traditional navy and white exterior and a glamorous, if somewhat conservative, Art Deco interior, Queen Mary catered to first, second, and third class passengers looking to cross the Atlantic in style. Her facilities and amenities included two indoor swimming pools, beauty salons, children's nurseries for all classes, libraries, a lecture hall, a music studio, an outdoor paddle tennis court, which from what I can gather is ping pong. dog kennels, and a telephone connectivity to almost anywhere. It was also the first ocean liner to come equipped with a Jewish prayer room, 
an attempt to both serve their clientele and snub the growing Nazi Germany anti-Semitism. Oh, we love. Yeah, apparently it was a new directive after the Depression in Britain that all ocean liners were built with a prayer room for their Jewish clientele. Well, good job. Yeah. Good job, everybody. The main dining room had a large map of the transatlantic crossing route with a motorized model of Queen Mary attached that would track the progress of the ship on its voyage. Yeah, I've seen this in some of the books that I've read. Oh, of course. I should have known. (laughs) (laughs) I I recently, and by recently I mean sometime last year, (laughs) read a book that was about all the female... uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mostly workers, employees uh, on these, like... Ocean liners. liners, yeah. It was called Maiden Voyages, which Cute. Uh, we love a pun. Cute. But I remember they talked about it because then you'd be at dinner and you'd be like, where are we? I mean, it's like on the plane. Yeah, you click You're like, oh, you're like, oh look, we're I? over Greenland. Yeah. But it just would be much slower because you're on a boat. You're on a boat. And the, I mean, that's really in terms of it being like 1930-something that that mechanism, they were like, yeah, this is innovative. This is cool. We're going to do it. Really, the, the crew just got annoyed asking, <laughs> they didn't getting want, asked where they were. It's in the dining room. Go look. They're like, go, uh, look. Go look. look. The captain was like, I just want to eat dinner. <laughs> I know you're at my table. Alone. It's really exciting for you, but like, it's right there. there. <laughs> I love that. If you didn't want to eat in the main dining room, you could go to the veranda grill on the sun deck at the upper aft with an a la carte menu. At night, it was converted into the Starlight Club with dancing. Ooh. Very glamorous. Also, the artwork on the walls in the Veranda Grill were painted by a Scottish female artist. Mm. And they're beautiful. Victoria and Albert Museum mm-hmm. did a blog piece about this artwork and this artist specifically. And it's all very, like, the belly poke, like, the, very much, like, Ladies, fancy ladies with their big, big skirts, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, doing kicks and all of this, and they're all dancing, and they have masks, and it's all very, like, all that kind of stuff, and it's beautiful and very well painted. I don't actually know, I couldn't confirm what artwork is still on the walls in these rooms now, like today, because it's gone through. Guess we so gotta go on a field trip. Yep. Write it off as a business expense. Yay. Let's start <laughs> that. Let's research. start doing that. Uh, All right, so the rooms, whether spacious first class or cramped third, were all beautifully decorated in Queen Mary's quintessential Art Deco style. And all this makes me want to step into an Agatha Christie novel and go dancing. But I don't want to be the victim of murder. That's my only rule. You can't kill me. Yeah. Or, well, and you don't want to disappear for a number of days. No, thank you. But you'd end up at a fancy hotel. I would. And I'd be wearing a beautiful gown. You would go dancing. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I could do that for a couple You're like, of days. What's a little amnesia what's if you get a vacation? <laughs> it's fine. I'd be I'd be relaxed because I wouldn't know any different. Yeah. I'd be fine. Anxiety who? Anxiety. I don't know who I am. Anxiety who? I already I don't, don't know, know who I am. So I don't know her. That's I don't why know I'm me. So anxious. <laughs> anyway. After a few years of glamorous travel across the Atlantic, war was declared. Queen Mary was ordered to dock in New York City alongside her rival, Normandy, and her sister, Queen Elizabeth, who was named after the first Queen Elizabeth, obviously, the only Elizabeth that they had had up until that point. They sat idle until the Allies decided that these ships could be used as troop ships. They left for Australia and were converted, with Normandy going up in flames during her renovation. So, bye-bye. All of the interior decorations that weren't nailed down in Queen Mary were stowed away during the war, and everything else was covered over with leather to make it durable. Several other liners were also converted, and their first voyage as troop ships brought Australian and New Zealand soldiers back to the UK. In the conversion, her navy blue and bright white exterior was painted over with gray. This new color, along with her speed, gave her the nickname Grey Ghost. Coupled with zigzag courses across oceans, it made it virtually impossible for any German U-boats to catch her. Troops were not her only passengers. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill also climbed aboard a few times, along with other Allied Forces officials, to get to the U.S. and back. Churchill was always listed on the manifest as Colonel Warden. He would later say the liner, quote, shortened the war by a year, end quote. He was really, like this ship in general, the fact that she can move this many people this quickly, Mm -hmm. 
this we wouldn't we wouldn't have won this war had yeah. she not been in our employ essentially overall queen mary carried approximately 16,000 soldiers for the allied forces during the war and her last voyages in this service were to bring war brides and children to their respective new homes it, it was actually a lot to canada mm-hmm. and the us mm-hmm. so you you know I this i read about this you know this but for the people who don't <laughs> it was a lot to like canada and and the U.S. that they were bringing uh, war brides back. Bride and baby uh, voyages is what they were called. Cute. After the war, she was refitted for passenger service, and once again, her and her sister ship dominated the route between Europe and New York City twice a week from 1947 to 1958. She saw celebrities like Sinatra, Elizabeth Taylor, the Kennedys, several royals, Fred Astaire, Bob Hope, and even Walt Disney on his way to the U.K. premiere of Alice in Wonderland but it wouldn't last forever. The first commercial transatlantic flights by jet created extreme competition for these Cunard queens, taking what would be about a week journey from New York to Southampton by sea to seven to eight hours by air. There was no way they could compete. By 1965, the Cunard fleet was operating at a loss as there were more crew than passengers on most voyages. And so, in 1967, Cunard sold Queen Mary to the city of Long Beach, California for $3.45 million, and she officially retired from service after her 1,001st voyage. She is now permanently moored as a tourist attraction, hotel, museum, and event space in Long Beach, California. That's cool. It is cool. Imagine getting married on a boat. Right? But you're like, we're not at sea, so I don't have to worry about getting sick. Or That's getting, my main or thing. Or getting sunk. <laughs> or getting sunk or getting killed and thrown overboard. But I feel like it's such a big ship that it's one of those that it's you enormous. don't feel it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you won't, unless it's, like, really pitching. Yeah. Which, at one point, she almost did. Like, she pitched to a point where three degrees more, because it, it was a huge storm, mm-hmm. and she had a lot of soldiers on board. And had she tipped three degrees more, she would have completely toppled over and it would have sunk. Oh. Yeah. I didn't add it because it was like I wanted to get through all of the, the yeah. war stuff. But, yeah, it was interesting. Apparently, the new event space they had, like, for Halloween, they had mazes and stuff Ooh. inside of the ship, which sounds both terrifying and, terrifying and, and amazing. I can't talk right now. I'm, like, having <laughs> an inability to You're like, like it would work. be fine as long as they don't do the water thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Emma would freak out. I would freak out. She'd be like, ah, oh, this is not the Titanic. Like they, yeah, like they do in the Titanic Museum where they, like, Watch this space. Well, it can fill it up with water. And this is how quickly the water would have ri- I don't want to know that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, I want to know. <laughs> no, I do not want to know. But they had it where one of the mazes was modeled after, like, it felt like it was tipped, like they tipped the floor. Wow. So that it was like, this is what it would have felt like if the ship was tipped this much. And it was like, there's like sea monsters and stuff. They were like, <laughs> they, they made it very funny, but like, still. On May 8th, 1971, she opened her doors to tourists to wander around certain portions of the ship, and later in the year, Jacques Cousteau's Museum of the Sea opened, with only a quarter of the planned exhibits complete. A year later, the hotel opened, with 150 guest rooms, going up to 400 in another year. From 1974 to 1980, it operated as the Queen Mary Hyatt Hotel. In 1981, the museum closed because the ticket sales were low and the deaths of the fish in the exhibits was too high. Uh Uh-oh. Which is really sad. It became clear that the system was not working because the dining, hotel, and museum were run by different companies, all losing money. Eventually, in 2021... After changing hands and themes countless times, a COVID-19 closure, renovations, and an inspection proving that the liner was the wor- in the worst condition an, ins- an inspector had ever seen a ship in with 25 years on the job, Queen Mary was taken over by the city of Long Beach once again. The city hired engineers and architects to make urgent repairs on the ship and bring it back to a working status. In June of 2022, the city established a new agreement with Evolution Hospitality, and by December, the ship was reopened for limited tours. They host weddings, events, you can stay in certain rooms, and they have a haunted tour that they lean heavily into. Like, they're like, tour starts at 2, we do not do it in the dark, but we will scare the shit out of you. (laughs) Like, that's essentially what it says. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, fun fact, there is a wireless radio room on board. 
The original room was replaced with an amateur radio room on the deck above it at the proposal of Nate Brightman, a Long Beach native and radio enthusiast. It opened for operation on April 22, 1979, with the call sign W6RO, Whiskey 6, Romeo Oscar, and relies on volunteers to run it to this day. The room was renamed in 2007 at his 90th birthday party as the Nate Brightman Radio Room. Aww. It just makes me really happy because he's like, yeah, this is what I love. This is the best place for it. Look at all this cool equipment. Guys, guys, we can do some fun stuff here. At least he's like, a nerd. Radio nerd. That's fun. He's so cute. But like at his 90th birthday party and the, the CEO of the Queen Mary like operations at the time was like, so we have a present for you. Like, yeah. he came to his 90th birthday party. It was like, we have a present for you. This is now your room. Cute. So. Now what you're really here for. The ghosts. <laughs> when Queen Mary was christened in 1934, an English psychic named Lady Mabel Fortescue Harrison, great name, said, quote, the Queen Mary will know her greatest fame and popularity when she never sails another mile or carries another fair-paying passenger. And so far, this seems pretty true. Sorry, I didn't end that quote. End How quote. dare you? I know. I'm so sorry. Ever since her permanent docking in California, the ghost stories started rolling in. There are as many as 150 seen spirits roaming her hallways, staterooms, pools, and decks. Wow. In the past 60 years, there have been at least 49 reported deaths on board. Ma'am. Right? Like, that's too many. Ma'am. <laughs> this, coupled with the years in service at war, makes it kind of obvious that she would have an energy about her. Mm. So we'll start at the bottom and make our way up, recounting the ghosts. Mm -hmm. At 50 feet below the waterline is the engine room, a reported hotspot for activity. The space had watertight doors that would close quickly to block off any water or fire from spreading throughout the boat. Mm -hmm. Because of this, they would do routine drills to make sure that these were safe and working properly. And it became apparent that they worked a little too well. Oh no. Yeah. So there are two versions of the story. But in 1966, during a drill, an 18-year-old crew member named JP was either crushed to death or split in half um, by door number 13. Oh, 13. 13. The other version is that he and other crew members were playing a game of chicken, where someone would press the button to close the hatch door and have the others jump to run through the gap as it was closing. Regardless of the truth, he is spotted by quite a few guests dressed in his coveralls and a beard walking through what is known as Shaft Alley connecting the engine rooms before he disappears by door number 13. He has also been reported to whistle, which I absolutely hate, and approached guests to see if they've seen his wrench. Aww. Yeah. Please don't play chicken with really big things Heavy that can equipment. crush you. <laughs> like, my gosh. <sighs> Stupid. 18-year-olds. Well, uh, mm. Another engineer in the engine room tragically drank from a bottle of acid because he thought it was gin. Oh. He is also spotted, but not as often as JP. And he was much older, so it's obvious who's, like, the younger one. Mm -hmm. And JP is seen quite a lot. The boiler room number three is also reported to have high activity. It was one of the more dangerous rooms on the ship while it was in operation because of the boilers. Shadow figures have appeared and disappeared quickly on the catwalks. There have been multiple EVPs of different voices in the room. And, of course, there's a little girl and her doll wandering around. Ma'am, what hope are you the, doing down there? Yeah, I hope the doll isn't wandering separately either because <laughs> that's how it was always described is that there was a little doll – a little girl and her doll wandering. I'm like, mm, let's, let's I, fix this. Yeah. Let's fix this. She's holding her doll. With her doll. <laughs> with her doll. Like, guys – so, um, yeah, I don't know what she's doing down there. She's just hanging out. She was like, I'm bored. <laughs> What's, What's down here? What's happening down here? Going up a few decks are the swimming pools. The second class swimming pool also sports a little girl. Oh. Her name is Jackie, and she drowned while swimming in the pool. Oh. She is seen by staff and guests, heard laughing, and there are wet footprints sometimes that lead from the pool and stop randomly in the middle of the floor. The pool itself has been covered up for years and hasn't had water in it since the, like, late 70s. <gasps> so that's gross and weird. 
That's weird. <laughs> the first class swimming pool also has a little girl. They are rampant here, apparently. Yeah, apparently there were not lifeguards on duty. No. This one is clutching a teddy bear, but at least it's not a doll. And just wanders around. Others have heard women's laughter and splashing noises, seen women in 1930s swimsuits, as well as seeing wet footprints here. This pool hasn't been covered over, and the room, while still being renovated, now has plexiglass over the entrance for guests to take a peek at the swanky indoor pool. Workers renovating the space have reported children's voices and a woman in light-colored clothing standing alone against a pillar under a balcony in the pool area. The ceiling is made of quartz, which some say energizes the spirits Ooh. and creates a touchstone for them. Yeah. There is a man who walks the halls of first class at night dressed in head-to-toe 1930s evening attire. He will smile at you if you catch his eye, and you will smile back. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I bet he's handsome. I bet he's handsome, too. I would but, like, smile at a handsome ghost. The, the, That's uh, how I get murdered. It's like, I'm like... But he was dressed so pretty, Emma. He was so nice. That's the romance novel I want. You want to For- fall in love with a ghost? Forget the Patrick Swayze ghost. <laughs> I go on the Queen Mary and I fall in love with a ghost. It's just, it's just Shannon sitting at the end of the first class hallway being like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Wearing this pretty dress. Yeah, look at me. Oh, hi. But like, that was the advice that was given was like, if he smiles at you, you smile back. That's yeah. it. And it's I'm only like, polite. Well, that's politeness. Yeah, that's just being Southern me. <laughs> we're just, we're nice around here. It's just very funny. The observation bar, which has spacious views of the water and beyond, was built for first-class passengers to lounge in, and apparently some have never left. There have been sightings of both men and women, but mostly the reports are of a woman dressed in an all-white gown. She also seems to travel. She has been seen in the Queen's Salon, standing in corners and drifting away. She also might be playing the piano in the atrium, which always has a sign on it asking no one to play it. But she's a rebel, so <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. All of the rooms have reportedly had some kind of activity, whether it's the sound of laughter or chatter, smells of cigar smoke or perfume, or simply vibes. <laughs> but there is one room in particular that seems to run the gamut. Stateroom B340 is the most haunted room on board. A man named Samuel was staying in the room and was known as a rather erratic and violent man. He became known as Samuel the Savage when one morning the room attendant found Samuel torn to shreds, all from self-inflicted wounds. I don't, I got no more information on that. I don't know what Yikes. that means. I don't know if it was like, I'm going to ex- ex- expound on this for a second, you guys. Sorry if it's gross, but, like, were you taking a knife to yourself and just, like, pulling? Yeah. Like, what know. is it that and, – and then at what point did you die? Like, what point did yeah. you did you? I imagine perish? you'd pass out first. Right? Like, so I don't – I don't really know what it means to be torn to shreds, but that was what was used in descriptions. Perhaps it was a bit hyperbolic. Hopefully I hope so. it was not uh, – eh. Yeah. Unless they something happened and they tried to make it look like it was self-inflicted. See, and there's there and that's the rub, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Another man died in this room from unknown causes. So no one knows what happened to him, but he was just dead. Okay, I will not be staying in that room. Yeah. Um, and this room once was used to house POWs during the war years, or so the rumor goes. So, like, any of the – oh, what was it? It was Allies and Axis. Any yeah. of the Axis power soldiers hmm. would have been in this room. Well, that's nice. They put them in a state room. Well, it was – it was this room was originally a third-class cabin, oh. and so it was split into three different rooms. And then during the war years, they, they yeah. banged out the two walls to make it a bigger room so they could fit them all in like sardines. Gotcha. So – it was probably not comfy. There was definitely no Oh, no, I don't imagine that, but... Yeah. Now it's a stateroom, but... Gotcha. It's also not... It's not the largest room in the, in the whole place. I think it's still considered third class. Over the years, while it was used as a hotel room, guests had reported knocking on the door in the middle of the night with no one in the hall, faucets in the bathroom turning on and off, bathroom doors slamming shut, 
lights being actively flicked on and off, and bed covers yanked away from sleeping guests. Mm, see, That's the one. None of that. I'm not on board with any of that. No. Just casual chilling ghosts. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Sit in the corner. You're good. No, I did. The lights on and off. Okay. Like, no, not great. No. But, like, everything up until the point at which you're actively acting on me yeah like i'm I, like i'm not i don't like it please stop it but oh it, it's much oh, better but the bed like covers getting yanked them yanked off first of all the surprise of getting it yanked off of you in the middle of the night so you're just suddenly cold and annoyed and you're like nope. what the heck is happening oh so you mean like how ian feels every single night <laughs> we've already discussed sleep emma is a different person ahul. she's an ahul she does not have any uh, – she has no she's logic. Territorial. She has no desire to make anybody happy. She's very territorial. She All she wants is warmth and sleep. And you leave her be and you let it happen. <laughs> no, but – okay, so that – the bed covers thing reminds me of a novel that came out last year, Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey. If okay. you want, like, creepy vibes, but Ooh. mostly, like, humans are the monsters. Humans are creepy. He, like, humans are the monsters. But also there's some – stuff at the end that you're like uh what? oh what? so yeah that if you are looking for like a mild horror okay i, can do I that. would i would recommend that one all right well um let's hope and pray for good vibes of not getting that uh to happen to us ever. yeah yeah no yeah no no thank you no while it was closed for a while the room has now been renovated for guests to stay in again and you can book a night that comes complete with a Ouija board, crystal ball, and tarot cards. But you'll have to remember where your room is, because the door number has been removed. People kept stealing it. Uh, rude. They were just like, we're, di- if y- we're just going to make it impossible for you to steal it by taking it off. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. This hotel room number? It doesn't, doesn't exist. The actual number of people who died on board is kept in a binder called Book of the Dead. And has been used to solidify some encounters on board with certain ghosts and activity. Mm. Though it should be noted that there are no recorded accounts of anyone drowning in either indoor pool. Oh. So the whole claim that Jackie drowned Mm -hmm. obviously is, at at least in my mind, is like an explanation as to why she's in that room. Mm Mm-hmm. She's a kid ghost. My guess is that she, she was just, like, this is the prettier room. I like swimming. Fun. I want to hang out in here. I mean, the best part of going to a hotel when you're a kid is the pool. That's Liam's you're, favorite thing. You're not allowed to touch anything in the mini bar. No. The family would go into debt if you yeah. touch those Doritos. So. Don't touch them. They know. No, I was never – I really – I'm not a. I'm not a water person in general. I don't yeah. like being wet. I'm a cat. So I don't – like, I, I was never like, I want to go in the pool. Liam, the minute we get to the hotel room, he's like, all right, I got my swim trunks on. Who's coming with me? <laughs> You're like, I like, just I put d- my suitcase I, down. Truly, like, what is happening? I put them on before I got here. Is it, we're going. You're like, I'm going to turn on HGTV. Yeah. I'm here for the ghost adventures that's always the travel on, channel. on the travel channel here. So, or like how it's made. That was also constantly on. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Love that one, too. Yep. Love it. But like... Yeah, there's also a a meme that I sent him ages ago, and it is of a hotel hallway, and the meme is just a picture of that, and then it says in text over it, when you come out of the pool at the hotel room and realize you forgot your towel in the room, and you're just, like, standing there all wet. That's that's the image, is, like, you're standing there all wet. And I was like, why does this remind me of you? Why is this you? And he was like, uh, you're not wrong. Meep, 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 meep. I am. Uh, so next week, as we record this, I'm going to be going to a conference Ooh, she's for big work. Boss lady. Yeah, I'm not a boss, please. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. No, I'm not here to girl boss this year. I'm here to rest like a little field mouse. Um, girl mouse. <laughs> girl mouse. Girl hobbit. Girl, girl hobbit. Oh, my God. Yeah, girl, um, this time we all got individual hotel rooms, which like I recognize that I am twenty eight human years old, <laughs> um, nearly twenty nine. But like, I guess I just haven't had very many opportunities in my life to book a hotel room exclusively for myself. Mm-hmm. Like the only times I've stayed alone in a hotel room, it's been like my stepmom got yeah. me a room. 
because we were going to, like, a family, yeah. like, funeral or a wedding or whatever. So, like, <laughs> when I was booking the hotel, like, making the reservation, I was like, well, I don't need two queen-size beds, so I guess I'm getting one king-size bed <laughs> for me. For me. And I kept being like, am I, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed? It's, like, oh one of those gosh. things where, like, some moments I feel like a very much a, an adult, and then yeah. other times I'm like, I'm, I'm secretly baby. 19 years old. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I'm just a baby. So I all that to say I'm looking forward to, like – Flipping through the channels, yeah. seeing what movies are on. Find out if they have a pool. I've heard that there's a Barnes and Noble uh, nearby, mm. so my coworkers and I are planning a little getaway. Book of the Dead is where we were, which also feels like a great setup for a novel, right? Yeah. Okay, so nobody drowned no officially. One, no one officially has recorded ever being. How far back drowned. does this book go? To, to the beginning? I think so. It's actually Queen Mary is fairly well recorded in general. Um, mm-hmm. I think the warriors are the only bits that are potentially classified, mm-hmm. just based on like who was on the ship when. Like, yeah. But I mean, it was also World War II, so it might be de- declassified now. I'm not quite yeah, sure. Probably. But my guess is that it's been since the in- the launch of the ship, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't genuinely know. Okay. But, yeah. Good question though. All right. So of course we have to delve into a little bit of pop culture. Mary has had a few moments on the silver screen, including with Frank Sinatra in 1966 in Assault on a Queen. Mm. But because of her haunted infamy, it's really a spot for paranormal enthusiasts to visit, including our favorite boys. Not Zach Bagans. Oh, okay. The good ones. <laughs> the good old boys. The good ones. Zach Bagans, the Ghost Adventures did go to the Queen Mary, but all of his stuff is like you have to buy yeah. all of it. And I can't buy Discovery Plus. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Like, it's the only thing I'd watch, and that's pointless. So, this is expensive. This is expensive. So, I watched BuzzFeed Unsolved. So, while they were still over at BuzzFeed Unsolved, Ryan and Shane decided to do Queen Mary for one of their paranormal episodes. Apparently, Ryan's first paranormal experience happened on the ship, which sparked his diehard belief that ghosts were real. Huh. He went with, like, a group of his friends, and he was, like, very much a skeptic. He was like, mm, this isn't going to be anything. And at that point, you could stay on the boat. It wasn't – you couldn't stay in the stateroom, be 340, but you could stay on the boat for a night. And so they all – like, all these college boys stayed in this one room. Mm-hmm. And he, he saw, like, things fall over. He, like, heard stuff. He was like, this is definitely – something's up on this boat. Mm-hmm. When they started their investigation in the engine room, I love this interaction, Ryan says, wow, it's scary down here. Shane's like, I mean, kind of. And Ryan says, aren't you scared right now? This is scary. And Shane says, no. Are you just afraid of anything that's old? (laughs) (laughs) Which I loved. It was just like, yeah, probably. (laughs) He's probably just scared of everything that's old. Like, ooh, it's spooky and scary. While standing at the stairs of the isolation ward, Ryan gets spooked by the by a roaming pigeon who flies out of nowhere, and Shane, of course, is laughing while Ryan's heart basically stops for a minute. <laughs> He's just, like, doubled over laughing because this pigeon came out um, of nowhere. Sorry, isolation ward? So there's, like, a, a small hospital like, okay. situation. Like, it, w- it was like, if you were really sick, you would stay You have here. cholera! Yeah. So. It wasn't anything major, and there was nothing that, like, there was gotcha. no stories about it, so gotcha. I didn't feel like mentioning it. They decided to stay the night in the most haunted spot, stateroom B340. They were the first people to sleep in that cabin for 25 years because of the renovations that had been going on. Mm. Shane, of course, immediately falls asleep. (laughs) But Ryan found it nearly impossible. That would be us. Yeah. You would be passed out. I'd be gone. I'd be like, (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) Ryan almost got there. He almost fell asleep. But then there was a sharp, loud noise right near his hip, right next to Shane. And it turns out that Ryan got scared by Shane farting. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, turned over and he was like, what was that? And Shane goes, I farted, baby. <laughs> I wasn't ready. It's so good, though. It's actually, like, they try and make it spooky uh, in the episodes. And I know yeah. I tell you this almost every time, but, like, the this episode in particular, like, they try and make it super spooky. And it's just, it's just funny. It's just straight up funny. They're so 
I love their chemistry. They're yeah. so good. Watcher, like, their their episodes on The Watcher are good, too. Overall, the boys didn't find any hard evidence, but Ryan was glad to have conquered his fear of going back to the ship after his first encounter. And a comment on the video said, quote, Poor Ryan. He's always in such conflict with actually finding evidence and his fear of actually finding evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's it. That's it. That's right. That's right. As far as theories go, I think we can say either it's ghosts or it's not. There's some evidence that because the walls are pretty thin to keep the boat's weight down, voices and other noises travel, and workers and staff doing repetitive tasks could daydream shadows or figures in dark corners. But overall, I feel like I'll want to one day find out for myself. So I won't go. Road trip. This one's right around the corner. I say, like, California is a tiny state. But, like, it'll still be in California from the Winchester Mystery House. Uh Uh-huh. So we could go, like, hang out. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. But, yeah. That's the Queen Mary. Yay! Yay! The only other thing I can offer is that there is a boat that's the Queen Mary 2 that is in operation that you can take. One of the travel vlogger people I follow went with it because they – they were they had lived in Heidelberg, Germany for a number of years and they were moving back to the States, but mm-hmm. they have their dogs. And they're oh. big dogs. So and so they, you have to take them somehow. Well, so they could have taken them on the plane, but it was just nicer to yeah. take them That's on nice. the boat. And I was like, honestly, especially like with the Southwest debacle over Christmas, Yo. like I feel like air travel has become so unglamorous and miserable. Yeah. That I'm kinda of, I mean like, you know, it's a time and money situation. The people who were traveling by these transatlantic steamers were like they had the summering money. in yeah. in on the continent or whatever. So like money was not a problem for them. But I'm like, man, you know, like if I lived if I were traveling for <laughs> for like business, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm gonna take a week of vacation ahead of the conference so yeah. that I can travel to the conference for like a leisurely glamorous yeah. boat trip and then like, like I'll fun. take the plane home but it's like the orient express being like a real thing still yeah like and you don't you don't think about it because it's like you know you think of it in like the terms of an agatha christie novel but yeah. you can genuinely take it and it goes from like venice to paris to um, think Istanbul at some point. I forget. I, I remember looking it up and being like, this would be really fun because it's like a real dining car fully kitted out as if it's the 1920s, mm-hmm. like a bar on, on the train. You have a room, like a genuine stateroom with a real bed and mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. And it seems really, really fun. Like the experience itself would be probably really fun. Yeah. And with the Queen Mary 2, the, the newest one that now does this transatlantic trips, they've met but only once. Queen Mary and Queen Mary 2, um, because uh, Queen Mary 2 came through the Long Beach port. And I forget what year it was, but they they played God Save the Queen oh. and uh, honked their horns at each other. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, baby. Full circle. Except <laughs> it's more like, whoa, <laughs> that, that was me answering you. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, baby. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yay, boats. Yay. Yay, boats. <laughs> I'm sorry, ships. Ships. Um, it was very funny. Emma and I this morning were both finishing our research. I had finished mine, so I was um, laying down for a nap because I had woken up early to do my research. And I get a text from Emma that's like, oh, please, God, tell me that, like, mine is a nautical. Please tell me that yours isn't. <laughs> Like, we, we just live in this fear of the fact that we're going to someday pick the same topic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, we nah, still, We still haven't not. done it yet. I'm still, I'm really surprised we haven't. I mean, I'm not that surprised because we, we tend to have our, like, lanes. Yeah, we... but I mean, like, for something like this, this would feel like, yeah, there's ghosts with it, but it's a, it's a ship. So That's this true. is, like, kind of your well, thing. Well, there was a like treasure like a lost treasure nautical related one that i almost did well and what i'll probably do is not touch anything nautical for a while purely because it's not really my bag like Mm -hmm. it's interesting for me but i'm like "Eh, i i prefer places on land that i can go visit although you can genuinely visit this yeah so whatever but yeah it's connected to land yeah well yeah there's tons of gangways on it that are like you can go in the bottom you go on the top like all this kind of stuff I want to go. Me too. Sounds like fun. 
Let's go. Let's go. Do you have a question? Because I do. Uh, I did not prepare a question. Great. Because I have one. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, and it goes back to the conquering your fear oh. kind of thing. So would you ever go back to a spot that you were afraid of to conquer your fear? So, like, would you go back to a roller coaster and ride it because it spooked you once and you're like, I can do it? Would you go to a place in the woods where you once saw something and be like, I didn't see anything here. Look at this. Or would you go to, like, a house that you never thought you'd want to see again? Anything like that. This is also an open question. You guys can answer these and send us a heart fart with your answer. Um, I guess I maybe, like, I would go back to, well, I don't think it probably doesn't exist anymore, but, like, there was this place in Germany called Teamwork Towers that was, like, a rope course mm. climbing thing, and I'm scared of heights. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really tried to do any, like... That's not true. I rock climbed in, like, 2017 mm-hmm. indoors, not outside. So, like, I think, yeah, sure. Because it was on, not my bucket list, but, like, I wouldn't mind going to a rock climbing gym, like, regularly yeah, as, like, a, a hobby. But I would need someone to go with me because I feel awkward about, like, asking strangers to belay me. That's fair. But. I mean, I'd go with you. I feel like I like I'd rock climbing. Get, I'd get over height, fear of heights, kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Which is, like, when I would go, because I went to two different gyms, and it was, like, the first, like, chick, like pass, I was, like, terrified. But then once I kind of got it, I was like, let's go. Like, let's get it. Like, once you fall once and, like, you get caught, you're like, okay, I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go on the haunted um like the haunted house ride at Ocean City, Maryland, it's mm. still terrifying. That's I that's don't need fair. to see it. See, I don't. I, I think mine would be a haunted house because we went as a Girl Scout troop to like a Halloween carnival situation and there was like a haunted house in it and all of my friends, all of my friends in it in Girl Scouts with me were like, "Let's go." And I I was maybe like 12 and I was like, "No, I'm not doing it." That's not happening. I was like, I'm, I'm chickening out. Like, I, I, you can call me whatever you want. I'm yeah. not going in. <laughs> and they all came back out and they were like, so the first, like, they told me the entire, like, outline of it mm-hmm. because they were like, well, if you want to go in, you can still go in. We'll tell you what every room is so that you don't get scared by what each room is. And I was like, okay. And so they told me each room. One of them was like a room filled with dolls. And obviously they were mechanical, so they would, no, like, move their heads. Absolutely And, like, not. there was another room full of mirrors. And really it was a hallway, but it made it look enormous. Mm. And so you kept hitting walls and stuff, and then they had something pop out of, like, the corner. And so it would be reflected everywhere. So you'd scream and freak out, and then a door would open, you'd run out there. And then you'd enter. Like, I forget what all the other ones were, but, like, the doll one and the mirror one stuck with me. And I was like, y- you're not convincing me. No, you're not selling this at all. No. And I, I think as an adult, I would be able to get through it. I wouldn't like it, but no. I'd be like, you know what? I can conquer this. I, it's, here's my thing. I'm like, if I'm going on haunted anything, it's got to be like haunted mansion style. Like I'm in a buggy mm-hmm. and I'm going. I'm not doing a walk through haunted house. No. 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 Because like with the actors, they can reach out and grab. Absolutely no, not. I do not sign that waiver. I would be like Sarah Paulson on. Oh Ellen. my gosh! I'd Just be Lizzo. I'd be screaming, screaming the entire time. I n- I would punch somebody. I would I would be like I'm so sorry, but no. She punches. I'm so sorry. Runs away. <laughs> like I know you're an actor in there somewhere, but I. But I hate yeah, it. You're not getting paid enough for this. Gotta go. Like <laughs> that's, that's her. That's her battle cry. She punches and then goes. You're not getting paid enough. Unionize and then runs away. <laughs> Run it. No. Oh my god. Like people who voluntarily go to like Hollywood horror nights or whatever no. it's called. I'm like <laughs> No. Like I already no. don't watch scary movies. I, no 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 no. That it falls under the category of spooky. Mm. Nay, scary. Yeah, scary. And that, uh, there I is a like, distinction, you guys. I like ooky. Yeah, you like and you like some like minor spook. Depends on the day and the context. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You like the ook more than you like the spook. Yeah. But the spook is like nope. The ook with is a sprinkle of spooky. Yeah. It's an ooky soup with a sprinkle of spook. Uh, 
All right. You're welcome. Well, that sounds like a perfect recipe for a cozy day. <laughs> We're seeing you cozy days this January, February, sad winter time. We hope you enjoyed listening. And remember, this podcast doesn't exist. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. I think we did good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually scare her. <laughs> that was me. Oh, no, I, I fucked it. There <laughs> we go. What noises can we make? Who needs a soundboard? Nobody. Oh, my God. I don't need more books. Will that I stop understand, me? I understand. I will bring books. We're we're hosting, for our own selves and a few friends, a cozy readathon day here at Emma's house. And we're just going to, for like 12 hours straight, we're just going to read books and like eat soup and then watch yeah. the last episode of the West Wing yep. <laughs> series finale. Because this bitch. Oh, yeah. We haven't told everybody. <laughs> this bitch secretly watched all of the West Wing except the last episode. And I lied to you and through Thanksgiving when yeah. you guys were having genuine conversation about the West Wing. And yeah. you were like, what was the, what's the name of that, that fake country? What is the, and yeah. I was like, Kumar, it's Kumar, it's Kumar. <laughs> but I couldn't well, say anything. Like, we're at Emma's holiday party. We're down here in the basement at the kids' table playing like Jenga and like whatever. And me and... Brittany and Erica are all like a little tipsy, being like, oh, you have the West West Wing. You have to. You'll love it. And I was like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I will. I really don't know. It's really long. Like, this bitch lied to me. (laughs) She lied to me. I'm very proud of how. But now I'm excited because now I can send you West Wing TikToks and you'll understand. I'm obsessed. I'm also very confused as to why Josh Lyman's apartment is in Georgetown when he works at the fucking white house look don't that to me i was like this is the most inconsistent well it's not like he spends much time there exactly what are you what are you paying for georgetown living for what is wrong with you nobody lives there rich boy from connecticut you hate him but i love him yeah i want to kill him but i want to love him the fact that they were like here rob lowe is who you want and we all were like nah Nah. we went that one that one we want we want the nerd yeah Yeah. although certain things you're like ooh, that mm, we would send him to some sensitivity training but it's like when richard schiff came on the screen at black panther and you were you and erica were like oh my god toby i under my breath i tried really hard i was like yeah, we were like, oh my gosh. So, like, like, we freaked out because he plays, but you were like, oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the deception. The amount deep. of deception that's been happening in our marriage. <laughs> I also, we should stress as well that the way that I presented it to, to her. <laughs> Um, was over FaceTime on Christmas Day. On Christmas. Um, and she, I, I sent her, I gave her a little note in her, in her other present, which was a votive candle of Josh Lyman. <laughs> which when I opened it, I like cackled and all of my very conservative, older family members were like, what? Who what? is that? And I was like, you wouldn't get it. I also didn't want to be like, hello, godmother, Catholic family yeah. members. Yes, this is a saint candle. Yeah. <laughs> It's a votive candle. This it's little fine. Jewish boy. It's fine. But in the in that gift, I, gift I gave her a letter or a little note that said, "If you open this in front of me, look up. If you don't, call me." Call me. And so she calls me, and I was like, mm, "We're FaceTiming." And I tried to record it, but it didn't record the sound, which I'm really pissed about because I started it with, "Okay, so um, I've been keeping a secret from you for three months," <laughs> and she immediately starts to freak out. She goes, "Emma." Like, very, very, and she was like, what? Uh, What do you mean? Never mind that literally two weeks before Christmas, we went on a bar crawl together. So what I, my brain still was like, wait, what secret are you? No. What? No. It was not. It was like, Josh Lyman and I are keeping a secret from you. And it is that I've watched all of the West Wing, except for the last episode. (laughs) So you and I have to watch the last episode. That's your Christmas gift. You're welcome. And I was like freaking out it was great it made me i'm honestly i'm fairly proud of myself for keeping that because what happened is that i ended up starting it while we were on a plane back from Mm -hmm. our trip to paris 
I, they only had like four episodes mm. on the plane, like on the on the thing. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm probably I, I'm just gonna watch it and see what happens. I got so invested mm-hmm. so fast, and I was like. Okay, well, it's on HBO. And so when we were playing things on HBO for Thanksgiving, Uh I made sure that I was the one that put things on so that you didn't see it. Every time anything West Wing related came up, I played dumb. I was so proud of myself. This, I'm still so proud of myself. This woman. Every single time I was like, Emma, you don't know nothing about you West Wing. Nothing. 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 It's my emotional support administration. But we're having a cozy readathon. We highly recommend scheduling it for you and your friends. Just to it's, read books. Yeah, read books, eat soup. Do a puzzle, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Self-care day. I mean, Ian's also invited. Like, it's not just, like... Yeah, like, it's at his house. It's at his house. We were like, you are also invited. And he's like, great, I have some books to read. I'm like, as far as, like, surprise, I'm hosting an event at our house. A cozy readathon is, like, pretty low-key. Like, you probably shouldn't notice that we're here, except we're, like, sitting in chairs. Yeah. But... I mean, the hope is that we get some, like, comfier things for down here. Like, fill up some, like, blankies and stuff. I'm gonna need to build a nest. It's really cold. Yeah. I'll be like, we'll figure it out. Me and Piggy are going to the guest room. Okay, bye. Bye. You come in, I'm just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Turns out Cozy Readathon is nap nap party. party.